0: everyone and welcome to another episode of raising bulls brought to you by the beautiful game network golden goal press and roughneck scarves we are the only podcast dedicated to the new york Red Bulls. 2 of usl tonight we're gonna look at a uh, weird match all around uh, middle of the day middle of the week uh, not a a very strong lineup but still picking up a point on the road not too bad uh then we're gonna talk to a fan favorite from the last couple of seasons, Andrew Tenari. He is currently with this week's opponent, Tampa Bay Rowdies. We'll be previewing that match in segment three. Uh, And then going through U.S. Open Cup uh, rounds that started today, the second round of the U.S. Open Cup. USL teams are jumping in. Obviously, New York Red Bulls, too, do not get to participate, but the 23s are still in. They play tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. And, of course, we'll look at the standings. Joining me tonight... As always, or not really always, uh, as sometimes, <laughs> he was in Indianapolis last week, but he's back this week. It's Bill Toomey. Hey, Bill, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. You know, speaking of Indianapolis, I was out at a few bars and saw some Indy 11 signs hanging up. So it was really cool to go out to Indy and see a lot of uh, support out there for the USL.
0: That's fantastic. I uh, I always like a market that embraces their team. We don't know what that's like. Up, up in
1: New York. <laughs> Apparently, yes.
0: <laughs> but everywhere else seems to really be interested in, uh, at least on the local level, embracing the sport.
1: Yeah, I went to a bar called the Chatham, uh, and they had an awesome selection of craft beer, and they had scarves hanging up from every team you could imagine and a lot of Indie 11 stuff. So it was really cool to see that.
0: Good work, Chatham. We're proud of you. Let's talk about a team north of the border, and that's Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa Fury. Sets up another weird camp day match at 1030 in the morning. Uh, luckily, I was able to finish my coffee before the match started. <laughs> uh, because it was a little bit of a snooze fest, I'm going to say. It was not a particularly fun match to watch. It was very sloppy from both teams. Uh, Sebastian Elney, last week's guest, he got his first start. So that was kind of just luck and happenstance. Uh, struggled a little bit. I think he didn't really have much service. Uh Wasn't the best in hold-up play, but it is his first start. And I think, you know, uh, for considering the circumstances and uh, the weird atmosphere of the match, uh, I'll give him a pass. It wasn't too bad. Uh, Red Red Bulls, too, get caught on a counter for Ottawa's only goal. They basically score the exact same goal in the second half uh, at the, the latest possible moment. Jared Stroud puts one in. Uh, not a great afternoon, but I think, you know, still getting a point on the road is, is a good deal.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm happy with the point on the road, and it uh, definitely helps the Red Bulls keep at the top of the table there. And if I recall, I think last year we played the same type of game up in Ottawa, or was it the year before, where it was like 10.30 in the morning, and I yep. looked at the schedule again this year, and I'm like, wait, is there a title, or is, it, is that the right time? And then I remember, I was like, oh, wait, we played the same game last year where it was 1030 in the morning and just such an odd time for a, a soccer game because it's their annual school day game up there i guess it's called then uh, uh, yeah definitely an interesting concept. i think i
0: think it's camp day is it school day it could be school day could be whatever i think that's what whatever it is. the day is yes they did yes. play that match last year and equally as boring uh apparently the teams are not uh <laughs> adept at playing so early in the morning last year it was a zero zero result maxi and really stood on his head uh, Evan Lauro or Ryan Meir, I don't remember who started that match, didn't have much to do on the other end. And then this year, uh, I think the finishers helped out the goalies more than anything else. But uh, just, you know, a bit of a sloppy match and not what we're used to seeing. But uh, that is because that day they announced Tom Barlow uh, was signing for the Red Bulls of MLS and would be unavailable for the match. Matthias Jorgensen was also unavailable. It was because Brian White was hurt and couldn't play Wednesday night. So two guys who have been spending a lot of time starting up top for New York Red Bulls 2 are kind of pulled out of action. Uh, And, you know, I, I think... I think John is still happy with the depth that he has on the team, but I think it's also apparent that uh, guys like Amarildo and Elney are still very green and very new to the whole process. I know um, Amarildo is not necessarily new to the system, but he's certainly new to USL and the physicality of the league. And I think it's just going to take a little bit of time for both guys to settle in, but uh, early returns are not bad. It's not like we were watching someone up there uh, that didn't belong on the field. Uh, but it just looked like, you know, something was a little bit off, which is, I think, very, very common with new guys.
1: Yeah, it. I've, I think it was, too. And you could even tell, you know, when Ottawa scored the first goal, it was kind of, you know, you could tell it was way too early in the morning to be playing soccer because it almost seemed like everybody was, you know, standing on the field watching the game happen as it was uh, progressing on the field. I, I'll still give
0: Ottawa a little bit of credit because that was a nice cut back to the top of the box. It was, um, it was. I don't remember. Oh, if it—I think it was Edgar Arido gets beat uh, to the end line, and the ball's cut back. But um, you know, uh, not a terrible result. I, I will say I was a little annoyed with Jared Stroud because, uh, as some of you are aware, I'm—I'm I'm generally writing up recaps. I'm able to post them. Uh, since I'm the editor of RBNN At the final whistle <laughs> uh, <that laughs> Did is, you jinx yourself? That is a huge benefit I finished writing my entire recap Including talking about how the Red Bulls lost And uh, you know they gave it their best And all this stuff uh, I'm getting ready to submit it And Jared Stroud scores <laughs> At the latest possible moment <laughs> uh, Which then meant I had to scramble And uh, re- rewrite a large chunk of my article Uh, It's not dissimilar (laughs) to my penalty kick, Jinx, which has been in effect for the last couple of seasons.
1: Yes. Yep, you've had quite a few of those where you're ready to send out a tweet or a story and everything changes in a matter of (laughs) seconds. Yes. (laughs) Um,
0: The (laughs) other thing that we can talk about, I think, or at least it would be prudent to talk about, um, a very, very tiny bit because I don't want to spend too much time on the MLS team, uh, but the, the big boys decided to heavily rotate the squad. There was 10 new players in the starting 11 for uh, the Red Bulls against FC Dallas on the weekend, and that squad uh, was largely made up of guys who had spent a lot of time with the the two-team this season, Sean Nealis, Andreas Ivan, Derek Etienne, Uh, Vince Bezicord has seen a couple games, Brian White, the same kind of thing. Uh, It was just really nice to see these guys uh, get a chance at the MLS level and get a really big result on the road. Sean Nealis first start in MLS and he gets a goal. It's a little bit of a wonky goal, but it's a goal nonetheless. And uh, Brian White also gets a goal at the end of the match. Congrats, guys. Uh, Well, no, Sean hasn't been on the show yet, but we'll get him on. Uh, And Brian, obviously, was on last season. Uh, Terrific young fellow from Flemington, New Jersey. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I I couldn't be happier for either of those guys. Oh, and, and of course, I didn't even bring up Casares, who who scored the opener.
1: Uh, From Ryan Mira was awesome to see. You know, I love seeing Ryan Mira play. He just handles the goal completely different and you know he's so eager to play and it's awesome to see him get some time yeah and of course he played a lot of the rebels too during that championship season I'll never forget those penalty kick shootouts Yep, where he was just a beast in goal
0: his <laughs> instincts in goal are phenomenal he made a great save uh, in the first half of this one uh, Christian Caceres his goal came from Andreas Ivan again these are guys who have spent a good amount of time with Red Bull Two this season so absolutely fantastic great result Uh, Let's talk man of the match for Ottawa Fury. Who do you got?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with Jared Stroud.
0: Yeah, I think that that is a perfectly reasonable choice. Jared gets the goal at the very, very end of the match. He was one of the so-called senior players on the pitch, and uh, it was nice to see him uh, step up and put the team on his back uh, and rescue a point uh, where they really? I mean, I don't think they really necessarily earned a point, but no, they got one, <laughs> and they almost up.
1: scored a goal in the seventy-fifth minute when he had that shot from way outside the box that was like a rocket. Mm-hmm. Nicolai had a jump, and he just saved it and yeah. almost went in.
0: So good work, Jared Stroud. Um, the other big news this week—I mentioned it a second ago—Tom Barlow is officially. An MLS rostered player. I'm sure that he's still going to be loaned down uh, to Red Bull 2. He ended up coming in because Bradley Wright Phillips was hurt. Brian White was hurt. And uh, between him and Matthias Jorgensen, he is the most informed striker, I think, within the two levels. Uh, not a great performance for him on Wednesday. I mentioned it on Seeing Red. They did not play to his strengths, uh, which is you know ball to feet looking to get in behind the back line, but not necessarily playing long ball where he's got to get up for the ball and hold it. That's really not his game. Uh, I think he struggled a little bit there, but he still almost came away with with a goal in this one because he was just kind of in the right place at the right time. Overall, Bill, I want to get your thoughts on uh, how you think he performed against Montreal.
1: I think he performed pretty well. Um, it's still his first few games with the first team there, so I think it's going to take a few games for him to get you know used to playing with everybody else. Even though he's played with them, it's still different from playing on Ripples too. I think it's just going to take a little bit of time for him to to get used to that. And even over this past season so far, we've seen how he's changed every single game on Ripples too, where he's been so much more aggressive and trying to get on the ball and trying to take every shot he can take and convert every shot that he can take. So. I definitely think he's going to get better uh, with with the first team too. Every chance that he gets to play. So
0: a couple of weeks ago, I think we were asking whether or not we thought he would be someone who could uh, catch on with the first team. Apparently, it's happened. Tom, we could not be happier for you. Again, another great young player that is coming through the Red Bull system, progressing, advancing, uh, developing into a stronger player, and you know the the rewards are there. Again, I think the best thing for the team is when you have guys like Barlow doing well and then that's recognized at the MLS level and other uh, development players or, you know, draft picks or Academy players see that and see that there is a path there that if they perform and they, they do their job, they're going to be able to move on. Now I know uh, tonight's guest is, is probably one of those uh, guys who kind of fell through, uh, I wouldn't necessarily fell through the cracks, but uh, he didn't catch on with the first team just because he was in such a crowded position is a guy like Andrew Tanari, So there are still uh, spots on the team that I think are hard to crack. Central midfield is definitely one of them. Uh, anybody on the wing is definitely one of them. That's why uh, I think it's been a little bit difficult for Derek Etienne, but each time he comes in, he's been having some really nice shifts. Uh, but, you know, there, there are big hills to climb for those guys if you're not... Uh, a you know quote unquote special player a guy like Tyler Adams it's it's definitely going to be hard at those spots but at striker uh, either wing back cent- uh, center back i think goalkeeper is, is another spot that despite having uh, luis robles and ryan Mara, um you know robles is is probably getting to a point or close to a point where he's going to retire soon so they're still going to be, you know, churning through players at that position. There's still going to be spots open. Ryan's done terrific every time he's in there, but you know, having a little competition to, for him, I think, wouldn't hurt. And uh, guys like Evan Loro are absolutely, I think, in contention uh, in that conversation within the next couple of years.
1: Not to get too far off topic, but do you think we'll see uh, what we saw happen? Um, against FC Dallas happen again where it's, you know, 10 players are switched up in the starting 11 and a good chunk of them are Red Bull two players coming up to play for the first team.
0: The way that I look at the, the way they performed this weekend in Dallas, those guys made a claim to those spots. They played well enough that they should be out there again. Um, One of the things that the Red Bulls have talked about in the past is, um, you know, sticking with the, the sort of hot hand and, Those guys all came out. They did their jobs. They were very, very clinical. They showed the sort of energy that's required for the Red Bull system. And, you know, for me, the quote-unquote starters have to then prove themselves and get back in that lineup.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: Anyway, that's it for the the first segment. Kind of short, I know, but not a lot to talk about in that Ottawa game. It was just kind of a mess, but... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> we move darn on 10 30 games in the morning darn 10 30 a.m games
0: yeah uh jared stroud player of the match tom barlow congrats on your promotion when we come back we're going to be talking to andrew Tanari, former red bull midfielder uh and all around um pit bull i don't a a nice word for a player who is a pest on the field so stick around back we're joined now by former red bull midfielder and this week's opponent it's mr andrew tenari how are you doing andrew
2: i'm doing well how are you
0: oh, not too bad i mean i i don't like that red bull has to come up against you as an opponent but here we are <laughs> uh yeah. how's everything going, going down in, in tampa so far
2: it's good uh can't complain about the weather on the beaches so living down here is nice but uh and uh, we're doing pretty well so far, so I can't complain.
0: Yeah, uh, undefeated through through ten matches. Um, you know, some of those are draws, but I think uh, it, it's still impressive to get through ten matches and not lose a single one. So, uh, how how is that happening with the team?
2: Um, yeah, like you said, we have some draws. We have some draws that we're a little disappointed with. Um, but I mean, just going into every game with a purpose and having mindset that they we're going to win and uh, being positive about it. I mean, we want to get as many uh, wins at home. So uh, coming to our, some, to the Rowdies is pretty hard to play against. So just making sure we get every home game uh, with three points and then coming home with a point at least on their way. So just going in with that mindset, I think uh, we've been pretty successful for so far. But, I mean, we're going into the middle of the season now or halfway through the season just trying to get there the next couple of games. So we'll see how uh, how we go moving forward. But we're looking good. We're positive, And uh, it's been fun so far.
0: And six of those uh, matches so far this season have been shutouts. Uh, really, really strong uh, defense for Tampa Bay. And obviously you guys and uh, New York Red Bulls are sitting at the top of the table. I, I wasn't exactly expecting uh, Red Bull 2 to be doing so well out of the gate Um, but I think there were a lot of, uh, good expectations around Tampa Bay, but maybe a little overshadowed, uh, by teams like Indy 11, who, you know, went out and acquired a lot of talent and, uh, Nashville who did the same kind of thing. So maybe a little bit of a surprise. Was it a surprise for you for the team to be so strong?
2: Um, who rebel or Tampa? I guess either. Um, I mean, Red Bull started with Red Bull. Red Bull has this style of play. So no matter what, they're they're always a difficult team to play against. I'm not surprised with the success so far. Um, And they're going to continue to have success depending on who they have on the field, what first-team guys come down. So, I mean, they'll have a good season. They seem very strong. They're just going to stay healthy and keep the good mindset, um, which they usually do. I mean, kids are fighting for the first team. So no matter what, no matter how, how, how the time is going, it's in the middle of the season towards the end they always do well just because guys are fighting for an opportunity um but down here uh, it's a little different i mean guys are more experienced guys are a little older like when i was at red Bull, at i turned 23 and i was one of the older guys so <laughs> yeah. here i'm one of the younger guys so it's just a different different mindset i mean guys are coming here and um some guys are have families and everything so it's it's, it's just different. Um, but style of play, we're, we're, I think we're trying to gain the idea of Red Bull style. Not tech, not exactly, but we, our idea of pressing is pretty similar. Um, we want to get the ball back as soon as possible and keep the ball possessed and then go forward um, with a purpose. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. We play this Saturday, so it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun.
0: And talking about, you know, wanting to play the same way, you have a couple of familiar guys down there. You got, uh, David Najem and Brandon Allen. Did that make it a little bit easier Uh, coming in?
2: Uh, yeah, I've actually, I'm actually living with them now. So it's just, I mean, I think, um, the whole transition process has been pretty seamless for me, which is something I'm very grateful for, but, um, I mean, I'm here to do a job. So no matter where I would have went, I don't think I would have had a problem. Um, yeah so it's been nice
0: so you're living with them
2: yes I'm living with them right
0: now which of you guys is the messy roommate
2: oh, oh god <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, Brandon will kill me for this but it has got it's obviously Brandon
0: <laughs> he cleans up in front of goal <laughs> but not in the house okay that's fair yeah right yeah.
2: <laughs> he's pretty good in general but out of all three of us he's probably the messy
0: fair very fair uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think maybe it was a little bit of a surprise for Red Bull fans that you ended up departing this off season. Uh, did you have some sense that mm-hmm. your time was coming to an end there?
2: Um, no, I mean, I mean, obviously you're hoping to the end uh, you get the opportunity, but it just didn't up, end up happening. And you no know, hard feelings. Uh, I think everything happens for a reason, and we'll see where this next step takes me. But um, they had their reasons and it is what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the time there. And that's, that's really all I can say.
0: You think that's going to bring any extra firepower for, for you and the XRB guys uh, taking them on this weekend?
2: Um, I mean, obviously there's a sense of like, there's a sense of, um, wanting to prove yourself, wanting to prove yourself to a, an old team and old, old teammates, old friends. And it'll be good. It's a, I'm excited for it just because I get to play guys that I've I've played with and became friends with, and it'll be fun. Um, it's always a good co- competitive atmosphere, especially versus them and the way they play. So it'll be fun to see what comes of them.
0: And uh, just in terms of your performance performances this year. Uh, you know you're second on the team with goals you know it's not a huge tally Mm -hmm. it's only two but it's it's still showing that you're you're picking up things same with assists and chances created I don't think any of us are surprised uh, at at the um, uh, the contributions that you've given so far Uh, but one I think maybe a little surprise was you had a terrific goal a couple weeks ago Uh, walk us through that a
2: little Mm -hmm. bit um, that was actually my first start uh, for the team because I didn't play the first couple of games um, due to coach's reasons. It is what it is. Uh, I just wanted to get my opportunity, and once I got on, I knew I'd perform in some way. But I wasn't expecting a goal like that. But um, yeah, so I had the, I made a run in behind the defensive mid midfielder, uh, just try and create space, and I got uh, the ball slipped in. Um, I had I took a touch backwards because I. I said man on but I actually when I checked there was no one there so I took a turn and um was gonna go forward but I realized I had so much space so I was like you know what might as well just hit it um it was a good opportunity solid space and luckily I hit it well and it was one of those moments when, when you hit the ball you kind of have the feeling where all right this is a good hit but I wasn't expecting it to go top or hit post and then go in so it was definitely an exciting feeling for me just cuz it was the first moment first start for me and I just wanted to make an impact for the game.
0: And an impact you made and you you've been in the lineup pretty yeah. much since then, right?
2: Uh yeah, I started every game since so has been <laughs> so I've been pretty pretty well so far.
0: <laughs> uh moving forward uh beyond well, maybe let's start with this season but moving forward you know what are your expectations around uh the remaining matches and then you know uh, what do you where do you see yourself in the next couple of years
2: um where i see myself i mean that is to be decided hopefully uh i can get over to europe try and make it try and do as best as i can over there um at this point it's just trying to get to the highest level possible uh Keep pushing myself in different ways within my soccer career, but I mean, I'm not really thinking until the end of the season what's going on. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to do as well as possible with the team, individually. With team success comes an indiv- individual success, so um, taking day by game by game and uh, trying to help the team as just best as possible. So.
0: Well, I, I know that there's a bunch of us up here that'll be rooting for you. Do you have any uh, messages you'd like to send to the, the old RB faithful?
2: <laughs> See them this weekend. Um, I'll talk to most of them. Um, I have a good, pretty good relationship with most of them, except the new guys, obviously, they don't know very well. But uh, we'll have some fun. I'll get to hang out with some of them. So we'll, I'll have some words then. We'll have some banter. <laughs> yeah.
0: I have a feeling they're going to get to yeah. know you quite intimately uh, in the match this week. Yeah. Andrew, thank yeah. you so much for coming on. We wish you nothing but the best of luck this weekend. Well, not too much luck this weekend
2: and uh, in the future. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Thank you for the call.
0: And when we come back, we're going to finish previewing that match against Tampa Bay. So stick around. <laughs> and we're back. Final segment, guys. We're gonna preview the match against Tampa Bay Rowdies this weekend. They are the only undefeated team in the East. They are 5-0 and 5. They are sitting tied with the Red Bulls with 20 points in the standings. This is a battle for first place, guys. Very, very exciting. A plus eleven goal to, differential. They are 2-0-3 in their last five matches, and that is the same as their home record, 2-0-3. Their wins came against Atlanta, which was a big one. That was four to one. And Nashville SC, uh, two decent teams. They drew Indy 11, Charlotte, and Louisville City FC. Goals from uh, Sebastian uh oh, I'm going to say that wrong. Guinzati. I hope that's right. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, five goals for him. Andrew Tenari, Juan Tejada each have two David Najem, Brandon Allen, Sean Barry, Zach Steinberger, and Leo, F- Leo Fernandez all have one. The assist leaders: Leo Fernandez with four, Andrew Tanari number two on the team with two, Sean Barry, Jan Ekra, and Sebastian Zadi. Oh, I did it wrong again. Uh, with one, <laughs> one each. <laughs> again, they are undefeated on the season. They are defensively stout. Guess how many goals they've given up this season, Bill? Uh,
1: I'm going to go with five.
0: Four goals. Oh, wow. They are really, really good. They like to press. They like to create chaos and create chances out of the turnover. But they're a little less direct than the Red Bulls in that regard and are willing to pass it around a little bit. They're a little bit more patient. Uh, They have not given up more than one goal in any game this season, which I think is super-duper impressive. And, again, four goals total on the season they've given up. The Red Bulls, meanwhile... Uh, are the best offense in USL. They, or well, I guess in the Eastern Conference, they have 22 goals. Uh, so this is the best offense versus the best defense. It's going to be something fun. It might turn into uh, a, a sort of difficult stalemate, but I think this is going to be a good one. My super scientific uh, stat comparison the Red Bulls, once again, take defense, <laughs> uh, tackle success, duels won, and goals conceded. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I said that wrong. They uh, split defense uh, tackles one and duels one uh, point towards the Red Bulls. Uh, aerial duels and goals conceded point for Tampa Bay. Distribution: Tampa Bay takes the cake. They are very clinical, as I've said. Seventy-six percent of their passes on the season complete, including seventy-one percent in the opponent's attacking half. It's very, very good. Uh, but the attack, again, this goes back to the Red Bulls. They take a lot more shots. They have find the target a lot more often, uh, and they convert a lot more often. Uh, not by a lot, mind you. <laughs> There's, uh, the Tampa Bay Rowdies only have 37 shots on goal. They've scored 15. That's good for 17% of their shots. Uh, Red Bulls, 69 shots on goal. They've scored 22. That's 18% conversion. Uh, the Red Bulls, though, still with a crazy uh, goal per 90 um, number. They score, on average, every 36.8 minutes. That wasn't true in Ottawa, but man, oh man, they are really knocking them in this year. With Tampa Bay, there's a little bit more space, 60 minutes per goal. Uh, I think when you look at this team and you look at guys like Tanari and you look at David Najem and Brandon Allen, I think that they each – because they were all very, very good for the Red Bulls, too. I think they each have a bone to pick uh, with the Red Bulls organization because they moved on from them. And I, I got to expect that they're going to be bringing the firepower. Even though they're they're more of a defensive team this season, I think they're really going to be gunning for this one. Bill, what's your take?
1: Yeah, especially having so many former players on on Tampa Bay, all of those guys have a good idea and insight of how the Red Bulls system works. So that's definitely not going to help Rebels, too, going into the game this weekend. Plus, you know, and it's it's an away game, right? So that adds to it. Uh, it's an away game against a team who knows how you play, who's been having a phenomenal season. Even though the Rebels have not lost in the past three games against Tampa Bay, it's definitely going to be a a rough game uh, on Saturday. And it could maybe be so far the best game of the season man, that we might see.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about this one. I think it could be it could be very very explosive. But the other part of this is we don't know who's going to be lining up for the Red Bulls uh, to an attack. That was obviously a question mark midweek. It can, it will be a question mark again this week, depending on uh, how fit Brian White is. He played uh, very well against Dallas. Uh, we know that Bradley Wright Phillips is still out, so do they want to have? Barlow and White on the bench for the first team and Jorgensen down with the second team or uh, some combination of that, it will be interesting to find out. Uh, I definitely think that if they come out there with the same lineup that they went out uh, against Ottawa, that they will be crushed. I don't think that they, they played particularly well, but Ottawa let them off the hook a lot, especially in distribution. There was a lot of sloppy turnovers, which you know I think a team like Red Bull, because they play very direct and are constantly looking to play the ball forward, they're prone to. But yeah. that's going to be a problem against a team with skillful players uh, up top like Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be rough because I feel like you know all the players on the first team are not going to be ready and they're going to need a lot of those players from the second team to step up. So Tom Barlow is definitely, in my book, out of the question for, for Tampa Bay over the weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. So let's let's look at what we think the lineup will be. I'm assuming in goal going to be Evan Loro. Uh, we don't know if Luis Robles is still hurt. Um, over the weekend, he also was out. We thought maybe it was just him resting. Uh, but he had a calf strain that he suffered against Montreal. So there's a good question there about whether or not Mira would be going down with the first team of the the second team i think most likely he would be with the first team anyway but we'll have to see on the back line rito i would think um Giannis has kind of struggled when he has played there or you could play reese buckmaster out on that side um scarlett and neilis are a must but again like i said i think neilis did really well in his start but i think it's hard to supplant uh, tim parker or aaron long um and then out left it's it's either going to be Buckmaster or Giannis, I would guess. So because of how Rito's played recently, I would say Rito on the right, Buckmaster on the left. Bill, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I I think that's pretty accurate. And then it's kind of hard for the hard for the midfield. Uh, is Kyle Kyle going to be back in Kyle Zajac? Zayats. <laughs> Zayats. Um, I always mess up his last <laughs> name.
0: It's all right. I, I said that to Olenek after a match, and he said, "Oh, I definitely have been calling him something different for years." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Z- Kyle said his name to me. That's the only reason I know it. I'm terrible at pronunciations, as all of you who listen too. to the show know. Um, uh, I would guess that we're still going to be looking at Lima and Kofi. As the starters in that like deeper spot, if they're going to play two up top, um, that would be a little bit more of a question. But I would I would assume that the three in the midfield are going to be Stroud, Lima, and Kofi, and or Bezicourt, uh Lima, and Kofi.
1: Does Marcus Epps get another chance?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think I think Marcus is is really good for this team and has done really well. the The question about him. Uh, and our our friend Anthony Merced had brought this up in the past is if this team is looking to develop players for the first team what is his role going to be? Because he is, he's not exactly a young guy for in terms of the Red Bull system not in terms of just soccer because I think he's only 23 or 24 uh, but is he someone who's going to develop for the first team and if not uh, do you just keep playing him Uh, at the risk of not developing another player uh, for Red Bulls 2. He's 24 years old this season.
1: It's hard to believe that's kind of uh, the higher (laughs) end of the Red Bulls 2 roster, right? (laughs) Right,
0: yeah, exactly. He's an elder statesman at 24 years old, which is ridiculous. Hey, uh, uh, well, I'll get to this in a minute. The U.S. Open Cup has a very interesting result that's unfolding right now, but we'll get over to that in a second. Um, and then up top, Stroud. Uh, ideally, it would be Stroud, Barlow, Epps. Um, I could see it also being uh, Ivan and Etienne if they're going to come back down again. I think they need to be with the first team. Just uh, the way they've yeah. been playing, they are the, the the men in form, and they should be the starters um, along with Omer Fernandez. But that's besides the point. Um, oh, I one thing we we forgot to mention for the. Um, For the goal for for Jared Stroud, the pass that led to the assist, so the key pass in that sequence, was from Ben Mines, who uh, had not really appeared much for this team this year. So it was nice to see him get in there and get in on the action. Okay, Uh, going back to the match this week. Bill, what is your score prediction?
1: Uh, Score prediction for me is going to be a very close game. Uh, I hope to see Red Bulls 2 win, so I'm not going to predict my usual crazy blowout score. uh, But I'm definitely going to go with a 3-2 win for New York Red Bulls 2 on the road.
0: I would very much take that. I am going to be a lot more conservative. I think that Tampa Bay's defense is very, very good. They're going to frustrate the Red Bulls a little bit. But uh, similar to this match, they're going to come from behind. It's going to be a 1-1 draw. In Tampa Bay, which is a great result. Both teams would stay in first place, I think, pending other results. What what else is uh, who else is up at the top there? We're gonna look at the standings now. Might as well, right? uh, Uh, I'm talking. Yeah, might as well. (laughs) Okay, so St. Louis has a chance to jump over uh, them if they win this weekend at Louisville, or Louisville. Yeah, as um, Russ McKenzie might say, Louisville. Even though it's named <laughs> after King Louis, it's louisville what what Russ <laughs> I know you're driving in your car, maybe you're riding your bike right now, getting ready for uh, your bicycle race <laughs>
1: It's very close to crash, yeah, well, look out.
0: <laughs> that was just um in case <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, so if the Red Bulls and Rowdies tie this weekend, St. Louis has a chance to jump up into first place. It will be very interesting to see how that. Uh, or, well, I guess they would be tied to first place. They'd have to win by a lot to overtake the Red Bulls because the goal differential. But anyway, that'll be very interesting. So let's go top to bottom in the East. New York Red Bulls, two, 20 points at the top. Then Tampa Bay Rowdies, 20 points. St. Louis FC, 18. Nashville, 17. Louisville, 16, Charleston, 16, North Carolina, Indy, Ottawa, and Beth Steele. That's 15, 14, uh, 14, and 12. Those are the spots, 1 through 10. Not a bad uh, lineup for the teams above the line.
1: Yeah, Un- below the line. Oh, man. <laughs> Hartford. I just want to give a shout to Hartford for uh, losing all the games so far, not winning a game yet.
0: Hey, hey, they got a draw. They got a point.
1: Okay, they got a
0: point. Stand down, Bill. They have their goal <laughs> differential is almost equal to the number of goals that the Red Bulls have scored this season. That's just crazy. Yeah, uh, negative
1: nineteen could yeah. be worse.
0: But anyway, so eleven down Atlanta United two, Birmingham Legion, FC, Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Bob Lilly, what's going on there? Two, one, and five. That's a a real Bob Lilly team. I gotta say. yeah uh, That's but I expect them to of. be above the line. Uh, anyway, Loudon United underneath them. Then Memphis 901 FC. They, I thought they would have been a better team. They're really struggling. Charlotte Independence Swope Park Rangers and Hartford Athletic rounding out the bottom. What is... This week, what team are you surprised is above the line, Bill?
1: I'm still surprised by uh, North Carolina FC, especially after last season.
0: I, I found out that my my cousin is dating a boy who his friend? No, I think his cousin is on North Carolina FC.
1: Wow! Well,
0: yeah, how weird. about that? Small world.
1: <laughs> we got to make it? another road trip down there since we never got to go last year. That's our uh, road trip destination. Yeah, that North would be Carolina good. FC- I would like that.
0: Tom yes. McCabe, Tommy McCabe, plays for North Carolina FC. He's the cousin of my cousin's boyfriend. What a weird small world. Uh, What team are you surprised is below the line? Is it Pittsburgh? Did we kind of cover that Pittsburgh,
1: definitely. Um, I always thought Swell Park was such a good team just because of when you replayed them in the championship. So it's just so weird to see them, number one, on our side, and number two, second to last place with uh, one win so far for the season.
0: I mean, that really speaks to my general disrespect of the Western Conference. I think there's a lot of good soccer that happens there, but – Um, those players tend to not be able to stand up to the the sort of physical matches that they face against the East when they get to the the championship. Out West, I'm going to go through this much faster. Portland Timbers 2, New Mexico United, Fresno FC, Reno 1868, Tulsa Roughnecks, Las Vegas Lights 6th place, Las Vegas Lights, Austin Bold, OKC Energy, Sac Republic, and LA Galaxy 2, that's the top 10 underneath. Phoenix Rising Orange County El Paso locomotive Rio Grande Valley Real Monarchs in 15th place they're only in 15th place by three points they would be uh, they could be as high as sixth place if they win one match <laughs> that's how wide open the West is right now um, San Antonio FC Colorado Springs switchbacks and Tacoma Defiance all the way down to 16th place. One win and all the teams ahead of them lose, you could jump up to sixth.
1: That's just crazy.
0: That is nuts. Yeah. Uh, in the East, the lowest team that could, I guess the biggest mover could go from 15th to 10th. Uh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> or Hartford could go from, you know, 18th to 18th. So that's I,
0: good. I would love for Hartford to run the table at home when They finally start playing home matches, which is May yeah. 25th, is their first home match. It's against Ottawa. Oh, geez. Then they have one, two, three, four, five. Those just six. the last, six the of their of next season. eight matches are at home, and then it kind of goes back and forth. But they fit, I think wow. they finish with a big run, too. Another three. So if they run the table at home, it would be the greatest thing ever. They could be the oh, Red yeah. Bulls' two of the season. <laughs> That'd be great. Red Bulls too. The last two years really struggled to win away from home, but managed to make the playoffs and make a deep run just because they made them. Anyway, that is the USL standings. The only other USL news that we've got for this week: Adam John, a former San Jose Earthquake, and I believe he played on Columbus Crew as well. They called him Pillow Feet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a nickname because
0: he's got a soft touch uh two goals in a 3-1 win over Rio Grande Valley that was good enough for him to be player of the week congrats Adam John I did not vote for Adam John uh just throwing that out there (laughs) but congrats nonetheless uh let's go through the U.S. Open Cup scores there's quite a few that are going on right now Charlotte independence and Florida soccer soldiers are heading to penalty kicks. I'm going to pull that up on ESPN while uh, I'm going to finish recording this um, just so that I can see that uh, penalty kick shootout while it's happening and potentially report on it. But uh, we'll see. This might destroy all of my recording ability, but uh, uh, it's worth it for you, you, the fans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> putting
1: yourself at risk
0: Yep, putting myself at risk, but we're going for it Alright, I'm lining that up Okay, uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies, this weekend's opponent They beat uh, the Villages Yep, the Villages 4-1 to one today Pittsburgh Riverhounds, big win, 3 nothing over the Dayton Dutch Lions Hartford Athletic, defeating the New York Cosmos 2-1 OKC Energy is currently leading NTX Rayados. R- oh, we got a first goal in the penalty kick shootout. Uh, they're up. OKC's up one nothing. San Antonio is beating Laredo Heat two nothing. Nashville up three to one over Tormenta uh, or South Georgia Tormenta 2, the PDL side, not the the team in League One. Uh, Austin Bold are up one nothing over the Tulsa Roughnecks rounding out the rest of the games this week. Las Vegas Lights versus Cal. <laughs> I don't uh who is Cal? They are They are an amateur side. They beat Mulhouse Portland to get into this. I would love for them to beat the Lights just because who the hell is that? Uh El Farolito takes on fresno tomorrow louisville city and reading united those are two teams we know north carolina fc taking on the richmond kickers that should be a really fun one indy 11 versus the lansing ignite greenville triumph charleston battery memphis 901 taking on new york riddables Two u23 the u23's got a very big win we talked about it last week um torrential downpour delayed the game for a little bit uh but they came back uh They were down 1-0 to start the match. They went up 3-1. They gave up two late goals. Uh, It ended 4-4 in extra time, and they won a penalty kick shootout. Way to go, U23s. Birmingham Legion take on Westchester United tomorrow. Des Moines Menace versus St. Louis FC. Colorado Springs Switchbacks versus FC Denver. El Paso Locomotive versus Ford Madison. Orange County SC versus Orange County FC. (laughs)
1: wonder which team came first
0: Um, Orange County FC appears to be an amateur side which is amazing again I really hope they beat their SC counterparts Uh, Phoenix Rising (laughs) FC versus New Mexico United that's an awesome awesome match the Southwest uh, um, I don't know (laughs) some kind of analogy Uh, the Southwest scuffle
1: you oh, can't call them the minors.
0: No, of course not. Uh, Sac Republic, Reno, 1868, round out the rest of the Open Cup round two. It is so much to report on in that first round.
1: Um, and uh, the U23 team's going to be playing on a baseball field tomorrow. So mm-hmm. there you
0: go. I, I would love to see them beat Memphis 901. I really don't see oh, them. Oh, it would be great. <laughs> right now, uh, just giving you an update, Florida Soccer Soldiers – uh, is currently leading the penalty kick shootout. It's in the middle of the third round. They're up 3 to 2. Charlotte is about to respond now. Uh I I imagine they're still going to come out on top on this, but if they don't, we can tease Goose. Ooh, it's 3-3. Three, 3-3 three, three, three in the third round Ooh. of the penalty kick shootout. Uh, I'll keep you updated on that while we do our sign off. <laughs> that's it for us tonight, guys. <laughs> we stretched it for as long as we could. Now we're ready to get the heck yes. out of here. Uh you can find us on Twitter. I'm at underscore Joe Goldstein.
1: I'm at Bill TNJ.
0: And if you'd like to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising bull cast That's one bull, Raising Bullcast. And of course, that's all on Twitter. You can find us at facebook.com slash raising bulls. You can find us at raisingbulls.com. You can even send us questions there. At questions at raisingbulls That's questions at raising raisingbulls raisin bulls. That's it. raisin bulls. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Find us, rate us, review us, subscribe. It helps. Every tiny bit helps, and we love you for it. Thank you so much. You know, it's been a while since I've gone to our our reviews on iTunes. Let, let's let's hop over there. Let's see what is oh, happening. It's been a while.
1: Yeah. It's been
0: a while. I'm I'm guessing that we don't have any new
1: reviews. We had a few last time. Like yeah,
0: we had a few. I, I kind of remember that. Ratings and review. Ten user ratings, guys. Nine five-star ratings. One, a four-star. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Darn that four-star rating. Put that Only put kind
0: up. of okay. Not nearly as inconsistent as the team they talk about. I think I did read that last time. I remember that. Uh yeah, love this podcast for helping me stay up to date with what's going on with the Red Bulls since I moved away from New Jersey. Great, awesome. love the hosts, fantastic. Uh yeah, so look, there's ten ratings there. This is very very poor performance, guys. Uh, Dewan family, I'm I'm talking directly to you right now. What, you you can't give us a review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Full disclosure, I was up very, very late last night and I um am slightly uh uh crazy right now.
1: Yes because
0: as as I finish this up, Enzo Martinez missed his penalty kick and Florida Soccer Soldiers advanced to the third round of the US Open Cup. Another wow. another amateur side, I love it. Oh, Goose is going to hear so much about this. Let's find out a little bit about the Florida Soccer Soldiers. Who the heck are you? Yeah. Do, 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 do. They've got a homepage.
1: Charlotte Independence. It's they're just...
0: a UPSL side. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. I cannot believe what we've just witnessed. UPSL upsetting USL the oh man (laughs) it's look it's an adult league but these are like amateur amateur players congrats Florida soccer soldiers amazing
1: love it that's fantastic I love it
0: anyway back to back to what's happening now uh, we are, of course, brought to you by BGN.FM. That's the Beautiful Game Network. They cover MLS, USL, Premier League, and NWSL. They've got a ton of great shows. Back into the top of the, the order. It's like baseball. I'll, I'll run down and I'll, I'll keep going through this list. The USL Show, We, you know them, you love them. They cover everything. Backyard Footy, The Last Line, Bethlehem um, Blast Furnace, Birmingham Backline, Backchat, Seriously Loco, Foxtrot pod sock takes the other football podcasts, 901 soccer pod and speedway soccer and so much more if you want to know anything about what's happening in usl they probably have a podcast and if they don't some of their writers are talking about it they've got a lot of great written content as well please go check them out uh give them all kinds of follows these are really really great podcasters and uh you should definitely give them your time of day of course we'd like to thank our sponsor the Golden Goal Press, the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at GoldenGoalPress.com. And of course, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at RoughneckScarves.com. For myself, Bill Toomey, Andrew Tanari, and the Florida Soccer Soldiers, Thank you very much and have a good night.